Hi, welcome to my creativity. This is a podcast about being creative and producing output. I'm your host, Surrey. I reveal how I work, my projects, and my process. Well, my creativity. From planning and goal setting, to how I stay accountable for my output, to the way ideas pop into my head, and to the frameworks I use to stimulate my creativity and formalize it. So each week, I provide a set of goals to achieve for the next week. And then, at the end of the episode, I provide some new ones. Lately, I've been going to fortnightly episodes due to changes in my living conditions and life has sort of made it required. But my last set of goals was changing from running to cycling and to exercise, do exercises that mean my hips don't hurt. That's going along very nicely. Thank you very much. I've also discovered... What could be the answer to mild my problems, which is solid tires. There's a new set of solid tires by a company that uh, pre- I think they probably still do create the foam used in running shoes. So they've and they've they've got a uh, their own private formulation which they reckon is very good. And I've seen a few reviews which say, yeah, it's pretty good. They a lot of the you know, I suppose real enthusiastic cyclists say it'll never replace um, you know, tubes and tires. But to that, I say you can't ever say never. And this, I think, has a potential to be one of those disruptive products that starts off only being appealing to a small set. And all the big companies already are sort of saying, no, it's not worth my time producing this stuff. Nobody wants it. But you know what's going to happen? This is my prediction. These solid tyres being produced by, I can't remember the name of the company just now, they're currently not appealing to these customers that the big tyre producers uh, have, which means the big tyre producers will never invest in this technology. Whereas these guys, they're already making a business out of using it, and they'll get better, and it'll reach some point, there'll be a tipping point, where evaluating the value between the solid tires and normal you know, clinches, which is a tube with a, a, an outer tire, will have a very small difference. And indeed, for some circumstances, the solid tires may even be better. But for me, I am sick to death of punctures. It totally ruins my ride. I don't care if I get tires with a slightly worse rolling resistance or a slightly rougher ride. If it means that I can just get on my bike and ride and get my exercise in or commute to the train station or wherever I'm trying to go without worrying or concerned, being concerned about getting a puncture and when I get off the train and, and go check my bike, will I be able to ride home? The number of times I've had to call my wife to come pick me up from the station and I had to load my bike in. It's more, you know, once is too many times. It's just a pain. So I'm looking forward to trying them out. Now, short story. I'm still working on it. It is no longer a short story. 
I've tried and failed. Uh, it's going to be somewhere in the region of 20,000 words or longer. And that's okay. It's going going along nicely. So improving my website, I've I've gone over and I've fixed up some of the um, episodes. I've split out my menu. I've added the Space Brains ladder on there. So if you're interested to see what movies Space Brains has reviewed and where we place them in our own you know, respective ladders, it's up there. Now, so I was going to do this micro audio drama. I'm still keen to do that, but I started doing my audiobook instead. So audiobook of book one of Exit Plan. The interesting thing I found there was that reading chapter one, it is freaking boring. Chapter one is a bit boring, I think primarily because I followed too closely to the audio drama. Now the audio drama, you, you kind of, it's not uncommon to start off a bit slow. And the reason for that is simple. In an audio drama, you're providing less sound and people don't have the, the leisure to get to know the characters when you're reading a book or watching a movie. Watching a movie, you get more. You get visual and sound and so forth. When you're reading a book, you can slow down at parts, go back and reread. You can speed up parts. You've sort of got this extra control. In an audio drama, if the, if the story comes on too fast and the character doesn't set up well, you can easily lose people. So in my book, I stuck to the audio drama, and I just that first chapter is dull as a brick. So it starts off okay, but I need I need to just sort of spice it up a little bit to make it, yeah, you know, make the character more immediately interesting, make the mystery a bit more obvious, make it so people will get to chapter two where things start to pick up. And speaking of short stories, which I wasn't just then, but I have been, I thought I might share a bit of a short story I wrote previously. And so I've been researching uh, and outlining a superhero novel for a while. And I say superhero sort of in quotation marks because I'm not a big traditional superhero fan, but I do love that concept of a superhero it's not comic book superheroes necessarily. So, the main character in this show, she wants to become a superhero. In this, this novel, sorry. Wants to become a superhero. And today, I'm going to share with you a little short story I wrote. It's a bit of an exploration into the concept of a normal person getting superpowers and what that might mean. I called it all in a day's work. Hey, I said, waving to Carl. Hi, he nodded. I walked up to the cupboard and took my chipped coffee mug. Carl was at the coffee machine watching the brown liquid drip into his cup. How the superpowers working out, he asked. I shrugged, though he couldn't see me. They're not all they cracked up to be. Oh, I wish I had superpowers, Carl said, turning to me, his eyes crinkled the edges. I'd be a hero. It'd be great. I bet you already are in your own way. Carl paused, raised his eyebrows, and then continued. Nothing much heroic about me. You, on the other hand, you can fly. You're super strong and wicked fast. How is that not heroic? He asked. 
The coffee machine beeped. I nodded at it. Carl took his mug and stepped to the side, reaching for the sugar. Okay, I said, putting my cup under the still dripping spout. I'll tell you some of my heroic efforts. Oh, that'd be cool. Carl poured milk into his coffee. Milk? Yeah, thanks. He left the carton on the table and shuffled back to the sink and leant against it, waiting for me. Hmm. You remember the other week, that earthquake in Japan? Yeah, he nodded. I didn't hear any stories about you, though. I grinned and shook my head, eyes on my slowly filling mug. Doris from accounting poked her head into the kitchen and looked around. Without finding what she wanted, she popped back out. So, it was a Saturday arvo. I'd just finished mowing the lawn. Bet you did that quickly, yeah? interrupted Carl. <laughs> I snorted, yeah. I can now mow the lawn in under a minute, and that includes getting the mower started. Anyway, I heard the news, and it was like a bolt of lightning had struck me. For weeks I'd been wondering what I was supposed to do with my powers. I raced out the front door, leapt into the sky, and flew as fast as I could to Japan. Wow, just like that, that would be so cool. Only one problem, Cal. I turned to face him. One corner of my mouth quirked in a sardonic grin. Even at my top speed, it took me ten hours to get there. Do you know how big Japan is? Carl shook his head and sipped his coffee. Martin, from customer support, stuck his head in the kitchen and said, Hi. Carl nodded to him, and I raised a hand in greeting. Martin, like Doris, withdrew and continued with his morning. Well, Japan is big. It's all mountains and cities and forest and so on. It took me another three hours to find where the tsunami had struck. It was a good, oh, probably, 18 hours since the earthquake if you include how long it took for the news to reach me. Local rescue teams were at the site, and the worst of the damage was done. You didn't get there in time? No, not really. I saved a few people stranded on rooftops, helped a mother find a child, that sort of thing. But don't get me wrong, those people seemed pretty happy I turned up, and I, I don't regret doing it, but 28,000 people died in Japan that day, and I managed to save maybe 10 of those ten, I think only one of them needed saving. The others would have been picked up by the helicopter sooner or later. 28,000, well, that's rough. I know, and saving just one, though like I said, I'm glad I did it, isn't as heroic as the teams on the ground. What did you do then? Carl asked. The machine beeped. I took my mug out and poured myself some milk. I sipped and looked at Carl as he took a biscuit and dunked it. The coffee was hot and bitter. Good coffee. I sighed. I came home. Uh, but there were aftershocks. There was more you could have done, surely. The corner of my mouth quirked up again and I even chuckled. Mate, it was Sunday morning and it would take another ten hours or so to get back. I'd work on Monday. Work? That seems a bit banal, doesn't it? I took another sip of coffee. The warmth spread down my throat. It really was good coffee. How am I supposed to pay the mortgage? I've got a wife and a little girl to look after too. There isn't any money in flying about watching emergency teams mop up after a natural disaster. No, I guess not, agreed Carl. But what about crime fighting? 
Here, locally, I mean. That's what I wondered. In all superhero movies and comics, the hero goes on patrol and foils mastermind criminals and such. So did you try that? I would. I arched my brow and rolled my eyes. Remember I was late to work last Thursday? Carl nodded and took another biscuit. Wednesday night, I went on patrol. I flew around the city using my super hearing and supervision to search out crime. I stepped away from the coffee machine when Martin came in again, this time with his mug. You telling Carl about your heroics? asked Martin, flashing a quick grin first to me, then Carl. I nodded and took the opportunity to grab a biscuit. I spent all night flying around. The only thing I discovered was that the police force is quite capable of preventing and solving what little crime there is. What do you mean? Carl asked, his eye gone wide. Well, most crime is just people doing stupid things. I don't think there really are criminal masterminds at work. I found one guy with a knife. He was threatening some cops. I was going to swoop in and save the day. But the cops pulled pepper spray and subdued him. Why, why were you late to work then? asked Carl. Martin laughed, his back to us watching his coffee mug fill. You aren't married, are you, Carl? he asked. Looking over his shoulder, Carl shook his head and looked at me. Yeah, when I got home, my wife got stuck into me for flying off without telling her. Apparently, the baby spat the dummy and she was up all night with her. Normally, I'm there to help out. I see, said Carl. He looked into his egg empty mug and shrugged. As he started to leave, he stopped. So your powers haven't really changed you? You still come to work, go home and all that? Yeah, I nodded, but it isn't my powers that have changed my life. It's my daughter's superpower that has me in a spin. The machine beeped again and Martin took his mug out. He turned around and locked onto me with his curious eyes. Carl cocked his head and waited. And, he asked, what's her superpower? Her smile, I said, and walked out past my stunned co-workers. It knocked them speechless too, it seems. So there you go. That's just a little short story. I am capable of writing short stories. It also sums up a lot of my thoughts about classical superhero stories in that there's just all of them when the superhero gets created at the same time some sort of supervillain is created it's like a yin yang thing and I guess that's part of the mythology but if you're just talking about someone with superpowers I think they cover this there was an old TV series I say old, it used to be new, but there's a TV series called Heroes on a while back. The first season was fantastic. Season two got hit by the writer's strike, and it it was just kind of not cool. But the first season, there was a politician, uh, and his brother had superpowers, and it turns out the politician also had superpowers. His superpower was flight, and he made the point that being able to fly wasn't that very helpful because it didn't make him impervious to bullets. It didn't make uh, it easy to fly, so he got wet and the wind was cold and he had to wear you know heavy clothing to be able to fly around at night. And he just pointed out it just it wasn't something that really helped anyone. But 
working as a politician, he felt that he could help people. And, you know, you don't need superpowers to do that. So the superpower, the superhero book I am writing, or I've written a large portion of in my days before proper planning and uh, plot outlining, is more the case of a guy, he gets superpowers as a result of pre-existing conditions and he enters into a secret war. So it's more of an urban fantasy in that sense, in that there's this kind of underground uh, supernatural activity and he gets his superpowers in order to be able to uh, make a difference in that fight. This uh, new short story I'm writing, not so quick and to the point. So, next, Fortnite's goals. Still more cycling, because I'm going to, instead of running a marathon, because I just don't think my legs are going to be prepared for that, I'm going to be cycling a marathon. So, 120 kilometer cycle, that's basically from where I live here in Mandurah, up to Perth, and then back to Mandurah again. Along the, there's a nice, yeah, good bike path that runs all the way along the freeway. I'm going to continue working on my story. Uh, let's just keep calling it a short story. Uh, but I'm also going to fix book one of Exit Plan. I've already started on that because having tried to read it as an audio drama, I've realized it's it's not that interesting. Like you don't sort of, uh, there's, there's not enough there to stimulate your imagination to make you wonder what's going on. So I'm introducing more of a mystery up front and I'm not entirely sure how I'm going to add a bit of spice in it, but I, I will. I use slightly more dramatic language, and I need a what they call a save the cat moment. So I need to make sure that the hero does something that endears him to the reader early on, because the thing is, the hero for the first half of the book is a complete dickhead, and it's later on in the book that he discovers the error of his ways and, and starts you know, being nicer. I don't want people to sort of try and battle their way through the first half of a book where he's a complete dickhead. So I've got to make sure that there's something that people go, oh no, he's actually a, you know, deep down he's good. There we go. That's exit plan book one. While you're at it, you better check out Personalized. It's another podcast by Gravity Undone. You can get, at the moment, there is some trouble getting it published on the Gravity Undone website, but you can get to it at personalized.pinecast.co that will get you there so until next time have fun see ya